This is an Average Fan Podcast hosted by Benny Hanna. Continue to like, rate, and subscribe. Make sure to share. Now streaming on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. This is an Average Fan Podcast hosted by Benny Hanna. to an average fan podcast that's it your host l jones happy belated christmas to you right doesn't sound right but nevertheless hope y'all enjoyed your holidays hope you enjoyed the families and the festivities if you're a sports enthusiast you got to open presents watch some football check out some bowl games you love this time of year you gotta embrace it you gotta cherish it the togetherness of family especially when it's been cold as it has been out out there um not feeling my best but hey we in the studio we bundled up ready to get this show on the road thank you guys for tuning in as always thank you for listening continue to rate like subscribe now let's get into it man week 16 did not disappoint but we do have other news uh, in the NFL going on right now. One being just before we hit the air, J.J. Watt retiring uh, from the NFL says this will be his last season. So, dude, Mr. Watt, Defensive Player of the Year, just everything that he did for the game. Um, You just wonder sometimes if the injuries, the rehab, it becomes too much. We're not going to speculate on what drove him to retire. Um, The cynical side of me is like it probably was going to Arizona. Um, Then when he went to Arizona, it was probably – it was like a real big deal. No probably about it. It was a big deal because, you know, all the pieces that they had, they felt like they could make a run. They haven't been able to do anything. So – uh, nothing but much success wish to Mr. Watt on his future endeavors outside the NFL. Hopefully he can get a commentating uh, spot. Love to hear his insight on how he sees the game as a uh, top star athlete in the uh, NFL. Nathaniel Hackett gets the hatchet. Ugh, I know, I know. That was tor- That was horrible. It was horrible. But look, nevertheless, I told you I wasn't feeling my best. Nathaniel Hackett gets fired. Uh, this 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 came about on Monday. Not only him, but two other coordinators as well, Dwayne Stooks and offensive line coach Butch Berry, uh, being relieved of their, duty, of their duties. Man, Denver ranks last in kickoff return yards, y'all. 17, about 17 yards per game. And, um... Brian Mc, Brandon McManus ranks 31st in field goal percentage. So it was a it was a combination of things going on here. Uh, you hate to see this happen. They didn't give Hackett a a long lease on life. Four and eleven start, wasted no time 
all the money that was spent um, on the quarterback, uh, bringing in his coach, trying to change his culture, and it's just backfired. They look bad. I mean, they even look bad. <laughs> they look really bad on on Saturday, man. Uh, Sunday, excuse me. They look really bad. Christmas Day, we'll get into that as far as how they look. Chargers clinching a playoff berth, y'all. It's huge. It's huge. Chargers fans, y'all stand up. Looks like you, Herbert, and the boys heading back to the playoffs. Tua. Tua Tungavaloa back in concussion protocol. Prayers up for Tua. Um, this was a game that I actually watched. Uh, yeah, opening those presents, uh, watching that game. It was actually a good game between the Packers and the Dolphins. Didn't seem like something really phased him, but at the point when he took the hit, you kind of wonder, was that responsible for some of the picks he had? Is it just, they came in flurries, but we'll get into that in the breakdown. But this NFL season, man, it, it never disappoints. Um, Really excited for this playoff coming up, y'all. Really excited for the playoff. I cannot wait. We got two more weeks in the regular season. Really interested to break down these playoff matchups once we have everything set in stone and official. But speaking of official, let's get into it. Uh, we had a Thursday night game on the 22nd, Jaguars and Jets. Hey, man, them Jaguars are really – who would have thought that the Jaguars would, would be able to actually, like, lead their division right now? It's as crazy as that sounds, right? The Jaguars leading the in a, the AFC South. Um, Trevor Lawrence getting it done. They take a game over the Jets, which is crucial because even though they are division leaders, their record is the same at seven and eight. So they would definitely have that tiebreaker if anything wonky was to happen. Over the Jets. Man, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. Boy, I tell you, you can't make this stuff up. You really can't. I hate how bad things have gotten um, for Mr. Wilson. <laughs> A lot of people were really just on him about just everything recently, right? How he fleeced everybody on pro day with this one great throw and it catapulted him into the top and they were comparing his play to Justin Fields and clearly he has a better team in, in, in New York than Justin has in Chicago. You just really wonder what was it that the Jets organization saw in Wilson that they did not see in Fields or either any other quarterback for that matter. Um, <clears throat> I just, I, I just, I don't know. Our NFL draft process is really flawed. And I think that sometimes we put a little bit too much credence on throwing on air, right? These pro days for these quarterbacks, um, they just, they just, they throw on air. I mean, there's nobody there. It's not a game setting. There's nothing really there to watch. So, when they're seeing these throws, of course they look good. It's almost like backyard football. You're rolling out. 
anybody can look good in that setting as long as you have an arm. But as we see, it's about reading the defense, the progressions. We got to do something different when it comes to this because these guys are always – you're always going to fleece an organization. Organization has those things where they feel like they they know the guy that they want and even though that guy might not be right for the team, they still go ahead and they go after that. So we're seeing that here with the Jets, and it's costing them big time. They will get Mike White starting this week. Zach Wilson will go back to the bench. This has kind of been um, – it's been two years in a row. Well, not two years in a row, two quarterbacks in a row because you figure you had Sam Darnold as well too. The Jets are really not good at drafting quarterbacks, i.e. Mark Sanchez, Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold, on and on and on. But nevertheless, the winners, right? 19-3 Jacksonville. You love what Jacksonville is doing right now. They're stacking. They're building. Evan Ingram was a problem for that defense all night long. As he was matched up, Evan Ingram being he, him, on that night, seven receptions, 113 yards, matched up against Sauce. Seen him put Sauce in the, in the blender a little bit. So, man, you got to love to see this competitive football, uh, especially going forward. So as we look into it now, going ahead uh, to our next game, and I took an L on that one. I, I told you I was really riding the Jets, man. I really was big on the Jets. But it's cool. It's cool. Maybe next year they can do something once they get the most important position on the field figured out, which is the quarterback. Bills. Bears. Bills go into a frozen Frozen Chicago, take the victory 35-13. The Bills just too much for this Bears team is the Bears. They struggle offensively. They struggle defensively. Uh, I think one thing that's kind of it's kind of important here, well, two things. So Justin Fields didn't throw a pick. That's great. Okay, 15-23 um, for a touchdown, 119 on the ground. When you compare that to his counterpart, Josh Allen had 15 26, 172, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Justin not leading the team in rushing yards. That goes to Montgomery, 16 carries, 62 yards. So in this game, the leading rushers on each team are the quarterback coming into this game. Okay? Singletary, Montgomery leading each team respectively, the running backs, 12 carries, 106 yards. How much pain or how much physicality dished out by the defense can one Josh Allen take? That's good right there. Need those electrolytes. So Buffalo sitting at 12 and three top of the AFC. They got a big game looming this week. That big game coming up. They are playing the Cincinnati Bengals, and that is a 8.30 game. Uh, Got to love that. Got to love that on a Monday night. Glad we got some good football. Um, One thing I will say about this Bills team, and I apologize for uh, seeming like I'm a bit foggy right now, 
One thing I will say about this Bills team is I'm slowly backing off of the hype that they have. And here's why. They're a good team. They're talented. We know that they are a very defensive team, uh, very strong on defense. But one thing I will say is just I'm concerned more or less about Josh Allen and his play. This Bengals-Buffalo game will say a lot, and it's huge because Cincinnati has already beating, beaten excuse me, Kansas City this year. If they are to take down Buffalo, they will be number one seed in the AFC, hands down, as that will bump them to 12-4 and four and drop down Buffalo to 12-4. So you had a big game coming up, Buffalo fans. Y'all got a lot. On the line. New Orleans taking on Cleveland. This is a game I picked. I had faith in Cleveland to come in here. Hey, kind of no wide receivers. Just cold, just ugly. I figured Cleveland would just use that to their advantage. Woe is me. Woe is me. Uh, 10-3 lead at halftime. Evaporates real quick. As the Saints come out and put up 14 with a Taysom Hill run and an Alva Camaro run to go ahead and get them the victory. Andy Dalton, 8 of 15, 92 yards, one interception. I'm really wondering if Dennis Allen will be the head coach next year in New Orleans, especially with having Jameis Winston there, who, mind you, Sean Payton White, and refusing to play him and starting Andy Dalton. Now, all things are justified when you keep winning games in the NFC South. It's obviously so bad. They're so bad. They're so bad. Tampa is 7-8. and eight. New Orleans is 6-9. and nine. Go figure. Not eliminated yet, but they're on the brink. New Orleans, y'all got to step it up. Um, Deshaun Watson goes 15 to 31, 135, one interception. Kamara starting to bounce back this year. Wonder will he be in New Orleans next year? It's a lot of moving pieces now as we get closer to the end of the season. And just these guys in these contracts, these coaches, as we see Denver, they wasted no time getting rid of their coach. Standards here. Uh, we had Seattle. They took on Kansas City. Christmas Eve game. Kansas City comes out on top 24 to 10 in a game in which it was just, whoo, whoo. They just said, what, 10 below? Seattle was out there, no shirt on, flexing on them. So they love it. It doesn't matter. You can adapt to the cold. You still got to beat the team that's lined up across from you. They weren't able to do that. Um, as I stated, Chiefs. Tied for the best record in the AFC. Um, as we see here, Gino, my boy Gino, 40 pass attempts. A little bit much for me. Um, 25 of 40, 215, one touchdown, one interception. Um, and then we also have um, Kenneth Walker joining the 100-yard club again this week. 107 yards on the ground, 26 carries. Pat Mahomes doing Pat Mahomes things. 16-28, 224, two tutties, yes, sir, and give you one on the ground. Isaiah Pacheco doing his thing. Travis Kelsey, the constant man, professional that he is, 
113 yards on the ground. Love what you're seeing out of Kansas City, but we know who their big nemesis might be going forward. That might be Mr. Burrow. So, Chiefs fans, you kind of want to avoid that matchup if you get it. Vikings taking on the Giants. Vikings pulling out this one on a 61-yard game-ending field goal. Minnesota continues to find ways to win games. Sitting at 12-3, and quietly. 12-3, and I think. Look, not trying to be funny here, y'all. Listen to this. I think they might be the most disrespected, and I'm not going to say disrespected because I don't think they're disrespected. I just think people are not confident in Minnesota's ability level come playoff time. There we go. The most important position, okay, pen wag, shaking my pen. The most important position, the quarterback. People have reservations about Mr. Cousins. Rightfully so, but he has a chance to prove him wrong. 34, 48, 299, three touchdowns. Hey, Daniel Jones showed us that when trusted, he can pass the ball. 30 or 42, 334, one touchdown. Saquon, he got 14 carries, 84 yards, one touchdown. I would say they kind of they shortchanged him. Nevertheless, Justin Jefferson. Mr. I'm going to give you a bill, a.k.a. Benjamin Jefferson, 12 receptions, 133 yards, one touchdown. They're right behind Philly. You're going to have to go see Minnesota. Uh, unless San Francisco can catch them. San Francisco right now, 11-4. Uh, Dallas playoff team. They are a wild card, though, because Philly is just that good this year. 11-4 as well. So, yee, yee. New York, you got to keep winning these games. As it looks like the NFC East will get all four teams in. It's about to get interesting, y'all, because we got some games later on that we're going to kind of, <clears throat> as we do this recap, we're going to talk about. And there's some definite, definite playoff implications going on. Um, Cincinnati, they took on the Patriots. Going up there to Foxborough. Joe Burrow beat Tom Brady. He beat Belichick. He beat Pat Mahomes. You got Josh Allen. This man is out here slaying the beast of NFL, right? You beat Tom Brady. Granted, this ain't the best year that the Bucs are having, but a victory is a victory. He is Tom Brady, right? We did. Don't act like we didn't see Tom Brady go out here 40 seconds, no timeouts, length of the field, touchdown type drive. Yes, we seen that. We saw that. So, shout out to Joe Burrow now, man. Um, This is a game that's kind of weird because Cincinnati had a 22 to nothing lead at halftime. And it just kind of just, they went conservative. As uh, my boy Burrow had a pick six, he threw two interceptions in this one. This is more about the Patriots' defense. If the Patriots' current theme with this, this, this episode, right, the most important position on the field, if they're able to somehow get this passing game going, coupled with the run game, right, because we know, we know how Mac Jones feels about the rushing game, right? He says it sucks. 
if they're able to get these two things going with the way that the defense is playing, they could be a different team. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson only has 30 yards on the ground on 13 carries, so not a lot. Um, this was a quarterback duel. You got a former LSU Tiger and a former Alabama uh, Crimson Tide quarterback going at it. Joe Burrow, 52 pass attempts. Woo! 52 in the cold. 40 of 52, 375 through the air, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Mac Jones, 21 of 33, 240 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Very key. Shout out to T. Higgins, monster year this year. Congratulations on him for 1,000 yards receiving. 128 yards, one touchdown, eight receptions. Mr. Bourne over there on the New England side doing his thing as well as he has 100 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Um, like I said, we've talked about it before. When we uh, do these episodes, we give you some defensive, offensive numbers. I told you that, that Patriots defense really isn't that bad. They know how to force turno- turnovers, but there's other pieces of their game that they're lacking. Speaking of lacking, this is a game I picked. I picked Detroit to win this next game. Detroit taking on Carolina. I picked them, but I also gave the caveat that I took the L no matter what. But I gave that caveat that I would not be surprised in this game if Carolina was to mess around and probably try to win. Hopefully, right, if you're a Lions fan, hopefully you're not seeing the resurrection of the Lions of the past, right? This game kind of hurts for multiple reasons, and we'll get into that later on in the show. Um, Panthers are still in it. Y'all, they still in it. They're sitting at six and nine. Okay. I already told you seven and eight. That's Tampa. Tampa takes the loss. And if Carolina is able to win, they have they have the tiebreaker over New Orleans. So they are ahead in New Orleans right now, sitting in that um in the hunt. They are in the hunt. They are second currently in their division. And guess what they have? They have everything kind of in front of them. They will obviously need some help. But they do have everything in front of them, what they want to do. Um, this is one of the years that people are saying we need to do away with losing records. The next game, the next two games for the Panthers, they got a chance to go out there and win the division. You beat Green if you beat Tampa Bay or Tampa Bay, you go out there and you beat the Saints. You win the division. <laughs> You you win the division. Um, and, you know, I love these little headlines, right? Uh, the Carolina Panthers offensive lineman, right, walked into a meeting room following their Friday walkthrough practice, silent and wearing full-length black ski mask. It's robin season. There's robin season. Y'all know what it is when the ski masks come out. You got to mask up, and that's what they did in this game, and they just took it from Detroit. Goff, he had a – Goff was the leading rusher for Detroit, and I think that was the biggest – that was the telltale sign of this game because you can't – your leading rusher cannot have 15 yards. There was no sightings of DeAndre Swift nor Jamal Williams as they had been killing it all year. Carolina held these boys to 45 yards on the ground total. 
Okay, we know that golf went off for 355. DJ Shark, mm-hmm, dude to dude to dude, 108 yards, four receptions going in. But it was Zane Zilstra with three touchdowns. Goal line, got to love it. Ah, man, I just can't believe how bad <clears throat> the Lions were on the ground in this one. You got to do better. Carolina, Carolina, what did they do? They gave you 250 through the air. Shout out to Sam Darnold as he's trying to channel in some of that Baker Mayfield magic and really kind of galvanize his team behind him. Uh, 250 yards through the air. But 320 yards on the ground as Chuba and Foreman go off. They go off. 21 carries, 165 for Foreman, 12 and 125 for Hubbard. Then you got your boy DJ Moore. He's just doing what he does. Terrence Marshall Jr. We forget. We forget a lot about him, right? The former LSU standout. We forget a lot about him. We just talk about the other two. But, yes, he's he's still existing, and he's still managing. And he has a shot to be on the team. He he is on the team, but he, he is on the team that has a shot now to go ahead and win their division. So you got to love it. You got to love it. Falcons, Ravens, Ravens moving along 10 and 5. Y'all, did y'all know Huntley got selected as a reserve quarterback for the Pro Bowl? Had people up in arms, mad, like, dang, man's only played like two to three games. It's just horrible. Ravens beating the Falcons. They solidify and secure their playoff spot. Uh, Atlanta. This whole project with Desmond Ritter is not going well. We seen some we seen some flashes though. He made some crazy passes in this one. Uh we see that he has a good rapport with Mr. London out here. Um we already know what type of ball you're going to get out of Baltimore. Baltimore is going to definitely play that type of bully ball where they're just going to control everything. Um you you got to love what you see out of them. If you're a Ravens fan because they know how to get it done on the ground. Tyler Huntley gives you a 115 uh, through the air and a touchdown. His QBR was horrible. But they give you 184 on the ground. J.K. Dobbins has 12 carries for 59 yards as he's still trying to work his way back. Um, Gus Edwards, he's your leading rusher, 99 yards on the ground, 11 carries. Check out this receiving core, y'all. And this is not even their best receivers, right? No Bateman, none of that. You got Mark Andrews, arguably now one of the best up-and-coming tight ends. It's just crazy what we no disrespect to Travis Kelsey, right? We know what he is. But if Mark Andrews was on a Kansas City team, how deadly could that be? We got Sammy Watkins. We got Deshaun Jackson, Demarcus Robinson. Isaiah Likely, Justice Hill, you got talent at the wide receiver position. But check this out. Out of all these receivers, you only have nine total receptions out of all these receivers. 415 yards. You're not going to go far in the NFL playoffs with that type of production. It just won't happen. I'm sorry. That's just my honest and humble opinion. If you don't like it, that's tough. Go ahead, subscribe, and listen to another podcast. I'm just going to give it to you how it is. Speaking of giving it to somebody, Houston, 
stand up. Texans, 19-14 win over Tennessee. That hurt Tennessee. That hurt them because they dropped them now. They have dropped down uh, the standings, not leading the division no more. Still have a chance, though. <clears throat> they still have a chance to actually go ahead and kind of get things done, rectify the situation. Um, they are in a similar boat as some other teams, i.e. the Saints, kind of able to control their own destiny, but they still need help. Um, as we as we look at this, as we look at this schedule that they that we have coming up now. Um, excuse me for the Tennessee Titans in a game in which I'm going to toot my horn on this one. Y'all, I, I called it. I called it. Told y'all that Houston plays tough. They play tough, right? The thing about Houston is they just can't string it together and close it. So when I was telling you that Tennessee controls their own destiny, it's a tough feat, but they can do it. They got Dallas. They got Jacksonville. That's it. You got to beat them two teams. And right now, it's looking tough for them to go ahead and get these victories. Uh, no Tannehill in this one. Malik Willis, two interceptions. Um, you'll never win games like that, giving other teams and their professionals, giving them other teams a chance. Um we had a Brandon Cook sighting that he catches a touchdown pass. Davis Mills, I just wonder in Houston when they will start to clean house. Commanders, 49ers, Niners getting a big dub in this one. Brock Purdy, slow start, got it cooking. Uh, he did throw an interception in this one, but he was 15-22 for 234, two touchdowns. Ray Ray McLeod. One carry, 71 yard touchdown. He put on the afterburners and took off. Um, Heineke got benched. Yep. Uh, Carson Wentz came in the game. There's a lot of that going on. It's another game later we'll talk about where somebody was benched as well, too, quarterback wise. Um, Terry, scary Terry, who has been dubbed by his head coach as the face of the franchise. Shout out to Terry McLaurin. Anybody who watches college football, watch him at Ohio State. Just not getting a lot of recognition, but he was tough. He was gritty. He was a constant professionalist. And then he just got his chance. He got with a team who, who vibed with him back. And now he's the face of the franchise. George Kittle, huge game. Six receptions, 120 yards, two touchdowns. Got to love what you see out of them. It was nice to see Chase Young get back on that field. Love that. Young and Bosa, Buckeyes in the NFL. Shout out to them doing their thing. Cowboys getting a victory over the Eagles. Hold on, y'all calm down. Jalen Hurts did not play. Doesn't matter, though. Gardner Minshew had himself a game. He did throw two interceptions, but he went 355, two touchdowns. This is troubling for Dallas. Because regardless, you didn't play a team with their best player. And we all heard what Parsons said on the podcast with Von Miller about, and I don't think it was shade, but just looking at it. Is Jalen Hurts so good because it's him or is it the system? 
I think we can kind of dispel that right now because the system was definitely designed for Jalen Hurts. Gardner Minshew is not a running threat, which I felt like in certain situations in this game kind of hurt Philly. Philly still had the chance to win, but man, 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 I tell you what, if you are a Dallas fan, what you do have to look forward to is the fact that if you play Philly again, you're confident that no one can cover C.D. Lamb. They lined that man up in the slot, and he killed them, burnt them. Ten receptions, 120 yards, two touchdowns. They had no answer for this man as we got a great receiving duel between him and Devontae Smitty. Eight receptions, 113 yards, two touchdowns. Obviously, I'm a Ezekiel Elliott fan. I like what Tony Pollard does, even though I don't like the Cowboys. Kellen, Kellen, you have to run the ball more. You're going to get Dak Prescott in trouble if he continues to have high passing attempts. I love what they did. They got him out the pocket, got him running a little bit. They're going to need to mix that up come playoff time. It's going to get tough. The road in the NFC is tough. Um, let's not get it twisted. You might have beat Philly, but it's not all easy uh, for sure. So um, when we look at these standings here, like I said, Dallas is still – Dallas can win the division if Philly loses out. So they have a chance. They have a chance. Raiders took on the Steelers. Steelers get the 13-10 victory. Boy, boy, boy. Derek Carr had three interceptions. Now, is this more on him or is it more on that Steeler defense? We told you that Steeler defense is pretty good. They just have to have solid quarterback play, and which they're kind of getting at now. Pratt Firemuth, seven receptions, 66 yards. He's doing this thing. We had a Waller sighting. Darren Waller had 58 yards receiving as um, they kind of just limited Devontae and what he was able to do, kind of just held him to two nine targets two receptions 15 yards <laughs> your longest reception was 12 yards you can't do anything like that you can't win games like that Raiders your season is officially over and it wasn't a good one but hey nevertheless Pittsburgh still fighting still clawing then we got to the Sunday slate Packers taking on the Dolphins in which was a great game love this game Dolphins started out hot. The passes to Waddle, Tariq Hill, Cheetah, just a problem on the back end. Once he gets behind you, it's a wrap. But then the interception started to doom the Dolphins. Um, as we see here, the two one touchdown to three interceptions is not gonna not gonna do it. As Aaron Rodgers turns into vintage Aaron Rodgers performance, it doesn't wow you, but it's just it's just him. 24-38 for 238, one touchdown, one interception. Um, large part, their defense was doing their thing. Jalen Waddle had stupid numbers, y'all. Crazy. Five receptions, 143 yards, one touchdown. And he got a lot of that on one play, though. Um, let's not get that twisted. It was awesome, though. He had an 84-yard touchdown reception. Boy, it's crazy. Speed. Speed kills, y'all. Speed kills. Speed is the name of the game. Dolphins still had a chance to it through the pick. Now we learned that tool in concussion protocol leads to a different conversation, which is the fact that 
is Tua going to be okay future-wise NFL? How many years? And this is not this is not being um, critical of him. Just concerned for the man's health because, as we see, he's back in concussion protocol. That head hitting off the con off the ground. Um, that that contact from that force just just being just tackled and just the head just ricocheting off the ground. Um, pretty violent when you think about it in the sense of how your skull is designed and your brain not to take hard contact like that, even with a padded helmet still hitting the ground. You're still having that contact. So I just worry about him overall as an NFL player, because if teams see that they're not going to take it, take it easy on, on Tua for sure. They're going to go after him. So I just wonder, are they going to start having to give the ball out of his hands a lot quicker, do something differently? Um, for Tua, uh, this is just scary for me. I hate to see it. I think Tua has a lot of upside. I think Tua in the right system can just be a baller. He can do a lot of crazy things with the arm and the talent that he has on this team. That speed is just crazy. Love to see Aaron Rodgers have something like that. That would be nice. What if Lamar Jackson was able to throw to them guys? That's crazy. Anyway, Broncos, Rams. And Baker Mayfield, man, hey, my man said I came here and I had one job to do. Now, granted, he didn't he didn't destroy you when it came to <clears throat> stats-wise, right? But he was efficient. He only had four incompletions, and none of them went to the other team. 230 yards, two touchdowns. Cam Akers. We had a Cam Akers sighting. Where have you been all season? Sean McVay, what the hell have you been doing? 23 carries, 118 yards, three touchdowns. Tyler Higby going in. Baker, Baker's one thing, if you look back at his career at Oklahoma, who was his tight end, y'all? Do y'all remember? Mark Andrews. That's right. The boy loved them tight ends. He's got a good one out there right now. Interesting dynamic, because do they keep Baker as a backup for when Stafford comes back? Mm, got some offseason moves. Really, they got to discuss. Denver does as well, as I told you at the top of the show. Head coach and some coordinators are gone. Russ got the Robin season. Russ got the bad. I'm not going to put this all on him. I'll give him another chance. His performance has just been horrible, right? As we've talked about here on the show before, Geno leads the league in passing. Completion percentage. So we can't act like this was just all a a this was all just a Seattle thing that Russ was going through where he was declining. I think Russ is declining. I think Russ really does not have his mind fully ingratiated in football right now. Obviously, he'll anybody would dispute that. They'll say he trains, he does this and that. He still, but you can tell when certain players get to a point a point in their career, things just start tailing off. Sometimes they're looking more at the outside of football than what they're doing on the inside. Jerry Judy has over 100 reception yards in this game. Um, yes, and Russell Wilson was benched. <laughs> Shout out to the game for that one. Um, Buccaneers taking on Arizona, winning that one in overtime, 1916. I don't even want to go over 
the stat lines for this one. Trace McSorley getting the start, 217 yards. Love what he's doing. Um, shout out to Lenny. Lenny Fournette had a big game for Tampa Bay as he was their rushing leader and their receiving leader. Okay, Tom Brady has two interceptions. I don't know how far they'll go in the playoffs. Chargers beating the Colts in Indy 20-3, clinching that playoff spot, which is huge. Uh, Indy in the Saturday special. Do they retain them or do they go after a college coach? I'm just going to throw that out there. Do they go after a college coach? Those who know, they know. So, you love what you see out of Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, starting to get these receivers back healthy. If they were able to get that defense healthy, they would be a problem for the rest of the league, no doubt. But, y'all, I thank y'all for bearing with me. I hope you guys have a happy new year. Hope you will continue to enjoy your family time, your off time, whatever it may be. I can't wait to get back. Season three is coming. We're going to start talking basketball, NBA. Whoo, crazy times. Crazy times we live in. Two more weeks of the NFL regular season before we get into some playoff magic. This has been your host, L. Jones, Average Fan Podcast. We out.